I hate the name. I like it more than Rupert. It's an absurd name. Rupert. Rupert's a stupid name. <laughs> it's like being called Peregrine or Tarquin. There's n- d- d- <laughs> I haven't thought of that. There's no, there's no short version. It's hard to get it apart from Roop. Yeah, Roops. Rue. Rue, but that's a girl's Roo. name, isn't yeah. it? Like RuPaul. Rue's not a girl. That's not a girl. Wow. What? RuPaul's <laughs> <laughs> you, did, you did, didn't I you? I know, I did. I, did. I right. went there. Right, let's do this. All right. Hello and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast, as you very well know, where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up. Apparently, in our very, very humble opinion. I've written that a lot of times. I've said it a lot of times. It is very much apparently very humble. Today, we're talking about the new film Native, which is out now with actor Rupert Graves and director Daniel Fitzsimmons about how they got it made, their careers and the difficulty of making a low budget sci-fi. I am Giles Alderson, director of the psychological horror feature film The Dare and the feature documentary World of Darkness. Joining me is Born Free Ambassador, filmmaker, actor and producer of Retribution, Dan Richardson. Hello, Dan. Hello, mate. You know what? This is really weird. I'm, I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm sitting here reading along with what you're saying and I know exactly what you say. Off what do you mean heart. reading it? I'm not reading it. Yeah, you are. There's no proof. No, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Yeah, well, he, he read Dan and he should have said Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cutting that, so now you look stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've got something to tell us really exciting you've got some news I have got news which is Retribution will be released on Amazon UK yes bam it, it's in Amazon in the US already of course and it's like it's kind of ironic that the UK is coming out last because it's a UK film with UK actors but it happens. it's finally going to be out in the UK probably in the next sort of three four weeks so keep your ears peeled for that because that's going to be really exciting yeah. um, very much looking forward to it Promoting that and getting your directors on. Yeah, they're, they're Danny and Bish are going to be in, and we're going to talk to them about making that film, which of course I know all about because I was there. But it's going to be great to talk to them because it is like indie filmmaking at its most raw. Perfect. And you guys have obviously heard a lot about it as well. So um, over the years, we've mentioned Retribution. Years. We haven't done this for years. I've met. We've well, mentioned. Say years. Let's years. Who knows? Let's make it sound like we have though. We've, we've just done one one every six yeah. months um, release. <laughs> um, we're coming. No, we're not. We're coming at you from Directors UK today, which they very kindly lent us a space, um, and we're here now. And this is exciting. So thank you, space. Directors UK. It's beautiful. It is. It's space. a lovely. Look. It's, it's got a massive. You can't see it obviously, but there's a huge, huge table. I couldn't. I mean, it's all about tables as it's well, all about isn't it? It's always nice making a lot of really tables. It starts table. off with the read through. You're right on a table, you know. And what, sometimes what? a dinner scene. Yeah, you get. You can get arrested for writing on tables, though. You That's can. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does. I don't know about arrested. At school for writing on a table, but did you not? Oh, I went to one of those schools. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> um, if you are a director, though, do join Directors UK because it's brilliant. You get some great perks and you get twenty percent off various places. Um, I don't know where. I'm kind of making it up, up on the top of my head, but you can if you're a director, obviously, and you can get a table that Rupert's written. Best, the best yeah. thing about being in here is the um, "Don't Look Now" original poster on the wall. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I'll be that later. I was about to say, it Hello? won't be here when you get here. <laughs> you know the drill by now. Do um, subscribe to us on iTunes. Get us rocking up the charts. Like, share, and subscribe. And if you can't do any of those things, then retweet us on Twitter. Make us feel loved and that you like us. And why not check out our previous shows with director Ben Caron, who has directed this week's guest, Rupert Graves, in Sherlock and Bailey, um, Wallander, and Sherlock. Did I say Sherlock and yeah, Bailey? Yeah, you did. You said Sherlock twice. <laughs> 
It's hard. You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Marmot told me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows that. Um, uh, listen to that episode where Ben talks about the process of directing a show like Sherlock and The Crown. Or why not listen to the episode with Kingsman actor Mark Strong, who chats about working with massive directors like Ridley Scott and Danny Boyle. Oh, so many to listen to. I wrote, oh, there. It's actually down there. as oh. <laughs> I'd, have said it, I'd have probably delivered it different. Go on, do it. Yeah. Oh, so many to listen to. It would have been a bit good. sexual. It's, it's much better. Yeah, yeah it makes me feel much nicer. Oh. So if you haven't listened to them, get listening to them. Get your ears filled. There's so much info and knowledge about filmmaking. It's a free podcast. Why would you not? Right, on to today's <laughs> wonderful guests. I, find, I sound so weird at the moment. This is coming through in left and right ear, and I, I, it's really odd in my head. Is it coming through at the same time? Yeah. It's, it's like... It's, Why don't you take your earbuds out? Because then I won't know if it's recording. It might suddenly stop. Right. And then I'll, I'll go, yeah. I have okay. to keep checking. I could just <laughs> live a little. I mean, it's, it's been a lot. Hey, yeah, you've only now. got one life. I know. Yeah. And you've only got two ears. I know, that's very true. Right, today's wonderful guest. One is a director from Liverpool who studied for his master's at USC in California and made the short films David and Goliath, Pro, and Show... <laughs> I was going to fuck that up. And Sh- Schrodinger's... <laughs> Schrodinger's Waltz, yes, before making his featured debut with Native. The second starred in many films and TV shows, including Deep Breath, A Room with a View, The Madness of King George, Bent, Viva Vendetta, Death at a Funeral, Made in Dagenham, and Fast Girls, to name a few films. TV includes The Famous Five, that was one of my favourites when I found that out, Inspector Morse, The Blonde Bombshell, The Forsyth Saga, Spooks, Ashes to Ashes, Walking the Dead, not... Walking, not waking the dead. Waking Wait, the no, dead. it was waking the dead. Christ, <laughs> waking the dead. Not normally like this. Not walking the dead. Marple, Garrow's Law, Wallander. It's because I'm not listening to myself. Uh, I like to. Lewis, single father. Scott and Bailey. Um, the White Queen, Doctor Who, Last Tango in Halifax. The excellent The Family, the ABC's big show recently. Twelve yeah. Monkeys and Sherlock, to name wow. a few. So welcome to the show, director Daniel Fitzsimmons and the star of his new movie, Native Rupert Grant. Hey, hello, Native. Yeah. I am naked. Hello. He is How are you doing? I'm, I'm all right. How are you? Cool. I'm good. Do you know what? I'm, my legs are a little stiff after That's football. That's because you play football this morning, and yes. I didn't play football this morning, but often we play together, don't we? Do, we? we do, we do. Play together football, is. Play football together. Yeah. yeah, and Rupert's very good. He scores brilliant goals from Thank right you. back. You're very, very kind. He does. He often whips himself into yeah, I'm not the very shape good, though, but that's very... I, I, I appreciate He's it. He's got Thank the you. engine of a He's much younger man. He has. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I actually have literally got the engine. <laughs> <laughs> in my garage. Implanted into... Is that what you call it? Yeah, we... I love it. Right, so this podcast is all about helping people get off their asses and make their first films or the harder part carry on making films let's start at the beginning Daniel how did you start making films I was a screenwriter for years what, I, kind, of, what kind of genre that was loud what kind of genre <laughs> well going back to um, when, when I first started writing was with uh, my writing partner occasional writing partner Neil Atkinson and we we wrote together um, started off doing like sketch comedy things and satirical things around football when when we were both still in university and we did a few uh like bits and pieces for for radio and we wrote a sitcom and we showed it to a friend of ours who's a writer called Frank, Frank Cottrell Boyce yeah who, who, uh, he, the railway man he, yes and yes. he wrote the the recent thing about um Ian Barry was it I did a brilliant tv sh- um film called God on Trial which is amazing yeah Frank wrote, wrote that yeah. it was f- phenomenal yeah there you go. So Frank 
Frank was a, a really great help to us as as young writers, and and we wrote this this thing which was a comedy drama, which he passed on to a producer called Andy Patterson. Andy mm-hmm. optioned the script. We were both young writers, and we went through a development process with Andy where the film nearly went into production a few times with different directors. What we learned was. W- as writers, you don't have that much agency and you don't have that much control over a project. Mm. It's really, you have to be, in order to drive something forward, you've got to be the director yeah, or the producer to do that. Yeah, exactly. Particularly as first-time writers who'd never made anything. Mm. So it, that was really rewarding. That was kind of how we learned to uh, structure, structure story, yeah, yeah. Write, write a screenplay. We learned about how the industry worked. Yeah, But then... Towards the end of that, when it didn't go into production after the umpteenth time, we had to kind of take stock and work out how we were going to go about doing it because the film was a, a comedy about Jehovah's Witnesses. And it was, Funny already. Yeah. Goldmine, that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Just it, knocking on doors. <laughs> doors. That was the opening sequence. Was it? Yeah. But it was an ensemble piece uh, with multiple locations, big, big budget for, in British terms. And we kind of realised that in order to do you get your first film off the ground, that's probably not the best strategy because even yeah. established writers and directors would struggle mm-hmm. to get a, a similar project off the ground. So I'd always wanted to direct, but didn't really know what it entailed. And it's still down, isn't it? Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> I think it, it's one of those things that you only really find out by doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so getting to my mid-20s, and not really knowing what it was about. I knew that I had to find out. And I uh, I wanted to learn, but I, I I looked at the various ways of doing that. And it was, you know, without knowing anything, it was kind of teach yourself, which I didn't, I felt like time was against me a little bit. So I, I wanted to learn properly and learn from the best. So right. I applied for UCLA and USC as the best film schools in the world. Yeah. And I got into USC. That's so it incredible, was like, right? How do you, I got in and was like, okay, how am I going to afford this? <laughs> <laughs> so went there, amazing experience, absolutely fantastic. And, and their intake is, is, is writers, editors, production designers, sound designers. They take everyone into the production course and, and then you, you kind of work out what you want to be. Mm-hmm on the production course. I specialised in directing because that's what I really passion, always yeah, wanted to do. Okay. Was there a reason for that? What Was the reason why you wanted to be a director in the first place? I wanted to have control over the things, the, the, the stories I was writing. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have control. So I love actors. I love, yeah. I love the, the, the way that they work and how it's different to what I do and the way I see what, what I do as being um, sort of like the starting off point and, and, and they kind of finish off what you yeah, your in, vision. In, 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 in visage. That's great. So um, went there, came back. We raised a little bit of money. We, we tried to raise the money to do the Jehovah's Witness thing, but we didn't get anywhere near it because mm. we, we were looking for a, a, at least a million pounds, which is like, wow, it's a lot. Yeah. Um, but we did have some money, so we had to work out what we were going to do with that money from an investment that we'd raised before we lost it. Okay. So then I... I knew then, okay, it needed to be fewer characters, fewer locations, probably within a genre that has a, a market mm. so that you've got a, a, a way of a way of selling it. And that and that sounds very cynical and and it, it it is hard to work cynically, but I'd always had this idea about two people on a spaceship. I'd I'd, I'd seen an image of 
what it looks like to travel at the speed of light and mm-hmm. visually that that sort of created this idea of a spaceship moving at the speed of light and then reading around that and and imagining these two people in this in in this environment where they can't see out of the vessel that they're traveling in yeah what that would mean and then that's where it came from really so we we, we used the money that we had to embark on it and here we are four years later or so wow Amazing. that's nice and that's native which we'll come on to in a minute um and rupert how was your start because you kind of jumped straight into the business if you like it felt that way yeah well i and I, I was very bad at school and I was you were bad at school. all of us very uh, an academic right uh, okay in that way um and i knew that i wanted to be an actor but I and i was in western supermare and there was only a local were you, were you um, in the school plays and stuff uh only in one they only allowed you in one, and you were like, "No, yeah, I'm yeah, burning girls, desire yeah, yeah. to be an I was, actor." I was just a really, really foul person as well. So anyway, <laughs> anyway yeah, a, an audience, just in case I kind of broadcast my disgustingness. Um, but um, <laughs> in those days, you needed to get an, an equity card. It was a closed shop, and you could only do it by doing things like stripping or singing or comedy or stuff. And you couldn't do any of those. I, well, I did. No, I did. I got, I got some comedy um, uh, monologues together, which I did in in various local theatres. Really? And you had to get. A, I can't remember how many weeks it was. Yeah. But luckily for me, when I was sixteen, a circus came into town, and they lost its uh, 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 clown, uh, lost its main clown. <laughs> And That's I knew sad. the woman who worked in the... Um, <laughs> I know. That's it where that sad. phrase comes from. Yeah, huh? Some circus has lost its clown. That's I literally know. a phrase, isn't it? Yeah. That's, that, that's, the, that's the true story. Yeah. 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 You can describe people as a kind of clown short of a circus, can't you? Yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. <laughs> He's very bright, isn't he? Uh, <laughs> and, and so you jumped straight. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I, so, I, so they asked me to audition, so I did and I got it. And then the next day, literally, wow. I went off and, and travelled with a circus. Wow. Uh, which was fun. A, and then I worked, did... um, uh, then I worked at Butlins in Skegness for nice. two seasons. Okay. And, um, what did your family think of that? You just go, Oh, I'm just off to go be a clown. I just don't know. I didn't like ask them. They just kind of, they, they, they didn't get in the way. They just <laughs> went probably quite pleased. <laughs> he's doing something with his life oh, there. God, yes, he's a clown. Oh, it's quiet. Do you think your mum told the local sort of greengrocer, said, oh, what's think... Rupert doing? He's, he's doing a law he's... degree. <laughs> yeah. He's at Oxford, darling. He's at Oxford, he's yeah. Oxford, yeah. He's at Oxford touring. <laughs> he was going through Oxford. <laughs> yeah. he's, doing custom pie, he's doing the custom pie routine <laughs> at Cambridge. <laughs> um, yeah, no, so I did that. And then I got an uh, equity card and then I, then I got an agent. You got an equity card from the clowning? Yeah, I got an equity card from the clowning That's and great. from, you had to get to a certain amount of weeks. Mm-hmm. So the clowning gave me uh, the, the, the weeks and, and, and Butlins did too. And then I got an agent and I did a play in London nice. and then I got, um, I did extra work and okay. um, started off that way. Right, which we, the extra work's so hard. I've, so hard and so demeaning. So and demeaning. So, so foul. I used to bleat like a sheep just as kind of sign up, pro, or, well, noisy protest. Noisy protest, yeah, just yeah, to stop that. When I was told that. what to do. Yeah. On, on the, yeah. And then you, you did a bit of TV before yeah. Room With A View came mm-hmm. along. People kind of want to know about Room With A View a little bit. What was the audition process for that? Because it was your first big... It was my first movie yeah. ever. It yeah. wasn't the first big movie. It was my first, I think, ever movie. Wow. Um, uh, and so I was invited into Merchant Ivory. They had a flat out just north of Oxford Street. And Helena was there. And I had to play her, Helena Bonham Carter. So just, I had to be yeah. her brother. Um, and um, so they uh, so they just... I had to do kind of audition with her. But we just kind of like dicked about, really. Yeah. Um, and they were quite loose. And they just wanted to see what the chemistry was, I suppose. And okay. it kind of worked out. And that's how I got that. That's really nice. And the whole 
process of making that was that a, a, a whole because you've done bits of telly but I've done to bits do of telly yeah but I hadn't done anything with any any kind of important weight. actors yeah, there's a lot yeah. of actors like Maggie Smith and mm. Judy Dench and, and and very well established act Denham Elliott and yeah. um, and people did you feel like you slotted in or did you no think? I felt like the the imposter from Western Superman love it, love it really? I felt like wow. I kind of walked out of Butlin straight onto a Merchant <laughs> Ivory set it was like, weird it was a bit like Alice in, in, in Wonderland yes and you're drink like, me and you'll turn into a into a posh actor totally. Oh, yeah. what the fuck happened? <laughs> Please uh, let me was, wear the makeup. Yeah. Give me the clown suit. It was suit strange, makeup. but there is a scene in Room with a View you can see that I'm bright red because uh, I'm de- genuinely embarrassed. My first line in it was, anybody want to bathe? And I was thinking, oh, mate, if my mates back home could hear me saying, anybody want to bathe, they'll kick the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> the other clowns knew. Oh, no, Christ, I've only had a red you. nose, yeah. <laughs> you know what the clowns are like. I was at So I didn't fit in easily, so I, I felt very embarrassed and 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 very country boy who'd mm-hmm. kind of won the also I felt like I'd won the jackpot too at the same yeah, time you know? must, I thought okay yeah. now this is the most exciting um, and suddenly and, and, and you know I thought all films were going to be like that mm-hmm. um, I had a very lucky start and then from there you, you carried on sort of making well, the films next film like Morris they, I, right? I, I, yeah the next one that Merchant Ivy did was Morris and yeah. because I'd been in that and I'd kind of I think I'd done alright in it they, well, they must me, have yeah, yeah so. they, they gave me a part in Morris and then that was a big film and an mm-hmm. important film too mm-hmm. that's a film and there are a few films in your career that you get people still come up to me and say thank you for making that movie because it changed my life a lot of gay guys because back then it was you know there weren't any there was, there was my beautiful Beautiful Laundrette yeah. and Morris, and that was it as far as gay Hugely kind of popular culture was mm. concerned. And um, yeah, I used to I used to get letters from people in prison saying if I'd seen this movie I, before, I wouldn't I wouldn't have you know um, been I don't know I don't quite know what they were, they were saying I wouldn't be in prison for whatever reason. Wow, um, and, and and it changed people's lives, and it's and you know and it still has a profound effect on people. Yeah, uh, and then you carried on. I mean, uh, you're, you, it just didn't stop for you, right? Was it just that sort of uh, well, I, but because I'm trained, I kind of felt that I, I felt uh, that, that I needed to do uh, theatre. I did a lot of theatre, and I did a lot of, any theatre I could get mm. for a long time, just to kind of spend a lot of time, a lot of I just put the hours, the acting hours in. Yes. Um, so I did a lot of uh, in, in different plays in various parts of the country, but um, but all all good experience. Um, and then, and, and, you know, took films when I could get them. Yeah. I mean, another thing about being an actor, which a lot of directors would be quite well, uh, good to, to, to take note of is that they come in much later to the, um, creative process than, uh, writers and directors. And, and, and I think sometimes directors assume that they're going to be on the same wavelength mm-hmm. as the directors, but a lot of, I mean, fairly arbitrary decisions or taste decisions have been made before the actor comes on board. Right. And it's, quite good to inform the actors of those because they can't necessarily intuit them straight away because they're trying to get into the part they're trying to see what kind of you know move the script is what kind of movie it's going to be mm-hmm. but then they've got to deal with what the director's vision of it is and then the director's vision of their character and yeah. and the more i think dialogue you have between uh the director and the actor is is probably beneficial right so you're suggesting you should almost do that as soon as they're cast it's like let's I think just don't really assume talk that about an act, I, I think don't assume that the decisions you've made as a director are the same that other people are going to make mm-hmm. and, and, you should, and I guess you probably know that because you've had to fight for your vision mm. but an, an, an actor won't know that and sometimes it's, it's the kind of catch up game that actors have to make and it's, just, and it's trying to follow the director's ideas yeah and certainly not on film you, on TV you yeah. literally come on the day sometimes yeah. right yeah, yeah. and just Sort of yeah, and jump mark. straight in without even a you know you maybe a walkthrough yes and then and then you're straight in 
it's interesting how all this underlines the infinite nature of it all. Because, of course, Daniel, you were saying what you love about directing is the working with actors and how they can sometimes bring a completely different interpretation that you didn't foresee to a character. So it's really interesting. It says a lot about how for a different director, you might welcome that. But as you quite rightly say, for other directors, they've got a vision. They want to stick yeah. to it. So you need to communicate that yeah. to the actors. So it's and just- sometimes it's very interesting. Like with, with Dan, um, it, it, it didn't say very much, but what he did say is it was good. It's very, very good. And it's what you, often as a director, what you don't say is equally, um, you know, I'm sure Dan can talk more uh, about that. But it was, it, you were kind of great in that you, you, you didn't force, you shaped, I, I thought, a, a performance rather than, um, forced or imposed a performance on. Yeah, I think if you cast well and cast right, then you've always got that choice. You, you always know that that choice is a good one. So then you, you, there's a trust then that you place in, in, in the actor and then you kind of expect questions rather than to be leading with um overt direction yeah you know and, and i think that's it, it it's nice to be able to see what somebody else makes of what's on the page and then shape what that is yeah. rather yeah. than prescriptively go okay i want you to do this because then you're kind of undermining and undercutting what yeah what a good i think a good director that uses words as keys which mm. kind of unlock mm. something within either the actor or, or the set designer or whatever yeah yeah um and, and it's and it's bearing just you know trying to be clever as an, a, a, a director and find what you have to pick a lock sometime into people's personality don't you to release something yeah and all actors are different as well so you've yeah. got to know exactly and yeah. that takes a bit of time in theater you find that but on film it's much harder in a short yeah. period of time to find what you can i mean unlock. that's the interesting thing about film isn't it it's it's kind of distilled life it's mm. it's like a parts of a play you distill it into a moment. It can be, you yes. know, you can say so much in a film about someone's personality by the way they open a jar so or something yeah, or a door yeah, handle absolutely. or whatever. And you need to. Well, you've, you, you, a lot of the time you're working in close up as well, aren't you? Yeah. So those, those minute little yeah. facial muscle yeah. twitches say yeah. more on in cinema than they would in, in theatre because mm. in theatre you just wouldn't see them. And no. I think for me, the rehearsal process, like I've, I've always had at least one day of rehearsal on anything I've mm. ever done because I think that's where you start to not only work out how the actor is reacting to the material, but also getting to know the person and, and, and the, the things that, that an actor will respond to. Mm-hmm. So then you, then you, because it's not just about directing the material and directing the actor, but it's, it's directing the person as well, yeah, and, and knowing what 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 they'll understand in in quite quickly and efficiently, yeah. so that you can get it done and, and yeah, move you on. Need to learn to work how to work together, don't yes, you? Yeah, in a really short space yeah. of time because you don't yeah. have the time. No. no, you know, if 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 you have to go and have a ten minute discussion about a scene, mm. and that's ten minutes when the camera's yeah. not rolling. Yeah, let's let's talk about native then, and then we'll come back and talk about other bits and pieces of filmmaking and your work, Rupert, and the stuff you've done as well. So, native. You were fast. You were faster with your brother. Must improve. What do you think the destination planet will be like? The question is irrelevant. They appear disconnected. And weak. The virus requires the DNA of this species to ensure safe passage.
Everyone's dead. And the children? No, 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 stop! I cannot do this to these people. These are not people. Release the virus now. No! So, let's, so native, I'm going to give this a little sort of go, what I my version of what it's about um it obviously stars rupert graves um ellie kendrick who was in the walk walking dead the actual walking dead uh, this is your feature debut it's set primarily aboard a spacecraft and it tells the story of two scientists traveling across a vast universe as they seek to investigate the source of a distant transmission both scientists have telepathic powers to their siblings back at base but inevitably problems arise aboard the ship and the mission starts to fall apart couldn't have put it better myself. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's good. Great, yeah, that's great. great. Uh, it's releasing cinemas across the UK and on digital now. Do go check that out. I'll be putting all this in the show notes as well. So, congratulations, by the way. Yeah, by and the way, new feature, congratulations. It, out in cinemas. I mean, that's awesome. It's and really congratulations cool. just on getting a debut feature made because that's a that's an achievement in itself, as we well know, because that's yeah. what we talk about this for. Exactly. But that's yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, well no, done. it's uh, thanks. It means a lot. That, 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 that people saying nice things means a lot because it's been a lot it's been so long you know so many years mm. hard work and martin myers who's distributing it in, in the uk and ireland has been fantastic um the response critically that we've had in the last week the total been film brilliant total was film review. peter bradshaw re- reviewed wow. it really well in yeah. the guardian mm-hmm. um which is lovely to have people who get what you're trying to do you know yeah. and 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 accept accept the yeah, I mean, flaws, I mean, if, 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 if you can call them flaws, I don't know. But to go to, particularly sci-fi, I think, where you do have to make that leap of faith a little mm. bit into the story. I'm glad that people who do that have been rewarded by in, by the film. Yeah. Um, and it's I think it's great that mainstream critics have, because I mean, it is up against Star Wars and, and multi, yeah, exactly. I mean, like Guardians of the Galaxy Movies that thing. cost hundreds mm. of millions. Yes. Of, and, and our budget is like, you know, it's low budget. It's like sure. fingernail scrapings yeah. of, of that yeah. kind of budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, but be t- to be treated, uh, you know, equally, um, by the, by the, by the mainstream critics is, is, has been amazing. It's it? really nice. Yeah. And, 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 and what all of those critics have recognized is the performances of Ellie and Rupert at the center of it. Because mm. when you are dealing in on a budget level like that, you have to put, you know, you have to put the characters in the story at the front and at the center and you can't rely on all the, uh, fireworks that cost yeah. a lot of money so mm-hmm. you know they, they really did need to do the heavy lifting in the, in, in the film and they do they do an absolutely fantastic so job yeah. how did you get them how did I get them yeah, yeah. Um, I bullied him into <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, literally just give him the script yeah 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 uh, and then we met a f- couple, few days afterwards, didn't we? And, yeah. and, and had a chat about it. And that sort of goes to the thing that we talk about a lot is who you know. And but don't forget actors want to do good scripts. Yes. So if you have a yeah. good script and you may not have, you know, some actors will read them and some actors won't, but mm. risk it. A- actors, I mean, I, if you get a good script and it's not, not many money attached, you're always going to get a response and a positive response. And sometimes an actor, some actors can, you know, help you get, get money and they know mm. people and, mm-hmm. and mean, I th- don't be shy to, Give, I mean, some actors won't read it. Yeah, some actors yeah. won't. Some actors will. And, mm-hmm. you know, some, and if it's good, if you have faith in it, mm. yeah. send it out. And you already had the money, right? Or some of the we money? We had some of the money. We, we had okay. about half of it. We had enough to get us through production. Okay. And that and, was from your other project. 
Yeah, we'd raised we'd raised some money on an SEIS, and those scheme. investors were totally fine for you to move this across to this project. Yeah, to Native. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, amazing. That's really you because a lot of investors at that point would go, all right, well, you're not making anything. I I, I invested in that project, mm. but obviously in this case they invested in you, which yeah. says a lot about you. And they went, look, what, what did you? How did you talk to them? I didn't. It's not my job to. <laughs> <laughs> I, I let the producers did deal you? with okay. that. Yeah. Okay. Mean, but yeah, I mean. They invested in us as, as, as an entity, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And it is incredibly hard to get this mo- a movie done, isn't it? I mean, for you to impossible. get it made, and I mean, it requires an incredible amount of resourcefulness mm-hmm. as well, isn't it? You have to think Tenacity. outside the box. And, 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 yeah. and again, an, an amazing amount of goodwill from everybody involved, you know, mm. because don't forget, at that level. But don't you budget, earn goodwill in a way? Well, you, yeah, on the, on, on the strength of, of, of what you do and the way you conduct yourself, I think you do. But those first few steps, it's all, it's all got to be down to the, the material mm. and, and, and the first few people getting involved and committing to it. And then you can create a, a, a momentum behind that. So let's, I suppose let's jump back a tiny bit then in terms of, right, you've, you've sort of got half the money, you've got Rupert on board. What was the next process for you then to move forward? Because a lot of people listening to this will be going, wait a minute, you've just missed a step. How, how did you actually, how did it happen? And- the co-producer Jen Handorf had done a lot of low budget features in London before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she had a crew, a crew of trusted people who she'd worked with before. They got involved. The production designer, John Revel, built the spaceship. I mean, it looks uh, amazing. By yeah. The way. Really amazing. I mean, it's job. a character in the film, isn't it? The, 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 the set that you use yeah. is incredible I and mean, it adds such atmosphere and it really such. really does. It's great, isn't it? If that yeah. was NAF, it would, it would be harder to watch. Well, it. we knew in the design process that we couldn't compete with the spaceships in star trek or star wars mm. or things like so that why bother, because right? I mean, we, that we had to we had to deal with it another way mm. so we completely stripped it back and said that you know we, we use brutalist architecture as a template and almost like a concrete cold feel mm. um hexagonal in design so that we could tessellate it in, into a bigger space or a smaller space as we needed needed it to be I think we spent about eight weeks building it, six weeks, eight weeks building it, um, painting it, getting my hands dirty, sanding it. You yourself. Yeah. Look at that. There's indie <laughs> filmmaking. That's amazing. I mean, that is just, this is such a great example of all of the stuff you're telling us about, about this is such a great example of what we talk about as independent mm-hmm. filmmaking. Cause it's like, you know, even just the fact that you say it's taken four years, mm-hmm. it's such a great message for people because there'll be people out there who are two years into a process thinking, yeah. oh man, is this, I'm, t- I must be doing something wrong. Yeah. And they hear this and they realize they're not. And they're, they're, yeah. this and is absolutely on the, right on the path. Keep going, right. Don't give up, isn't yeah. it? Tenacity yeah. and just perseverance. Well, so to, to, to get to the next stage is always a, a, a reward in itself. Mm. So, to, for, for the producers to be able to get that space in Dagenham where we knew that we had it, that's a win. To get the MDF into the into the studio to build the ship and then build the ship, that's a win. Yeah. So yeah. you know, the, when it comes to the first day on set, it's like I've kind of achieved to uh, to some degree what I've set out to do here. Yes. Then you do that. Then you cut it together, and then you want to kill yourself when you see the first cut, and <laughs> then you, you 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 start to then design the the visual effects with the visual effects mm-hmm. artists, and then you design the sound on top of that, and then Baltic Fleet who did the the music, mm-hmm. seeing him work and how he would 
construct the well. piece and yes. shape everything yeah. and, and, and literally sitting with him and his keyboard and changing a note in a scene so that the scene f- felt different with mm-hmm. that one note sharp or flat. Mm-hmm. All of those things are brilliant and really, really enjoyable. The festivals were really enjoyable. Um, and then the hard part starts because then people, you, you, you need people to see it. That's yeah. the thing, isn't it? And yeah. that's the hardest part it's of all. Harder. Even yeah. though making a film is so hard, yeah. it's harder to get people to watch yeah. it. It's not a nuts and bolts story. You know, it, it, there's, there's things like telepathy, mm-hmm. which we it's talk about. It's very esoteric as well. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a thriller and it's a sci-fi thriller. Um, but it has a sort of strange otherness. We took a lot of gambles. Indefi- indefinable, I think. Mm. Yeah, in the writing of it, we took a lot of gambles that that, that kind of paid off, which, which you know, which is a relief at the end of the day because you 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 back yourself and you think you're going down the right road, mm. but ultimately a lot of things have got to go right for for it to work. You know, yeah. you, you're dealing with so. So many constituent parts that <laughs> one of those things goes wrong and you have to go and rethink the whole thing. That's why a lot of, you know, m- most films will go and do reshoots. Now, yeah. we couldn't do reshoots because we literally had to knock the spaceship down the day after we'd finished. And you didn't have the budget to rebuild it, no, obviously. No, so we knew that. We didn't have the budget to build it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. To, to rebuild yeah. it, you're lucky. The degree to which we had to be disciplined in everything, mm. every choice that we made was was quite strict. So... Yeah, the, the, it, like relief is is the overriding emotion. I think that it did just all work because if it hadn't worked, you kind of get one go. I think. Yeah, they say you this get a lot, one go. Yeah, as directors, you get actors. You can maybe get another chance as another film because not everyone sees it. You go to an audition, you get it. With directors, they go, "Let me see your work." It's the mm. first thing they say, and mm. if it doesn't work, if this hadn't if if this hadn't worked, you know, that's kind of it, really. It's, you know. wor- it's it's worrying for me. I know the Daryl will be coming out soon. And it's that whole worry. It's Even though World of Dance has come out and there's been other bits and pieces, it's still that, oh, God, it's that horrible pressure. Mm. So it must feel nice for you now, right? Oh, yeah. Really, I, I, I would say relief. It, it, it's, it's, relief. it's a relief yeah. because I know how good it is and I know, mm. and, and I know things I would have done differently. I, I, you know, hindsight is a wonderful thing it yeah. was four years ago and it was your debut film mm. People, well you know there's so many things to go wrong on a movie any movie yeah. that works is is, is, is a miracle is, you know it, it is it's, it's a, a miracle. miracle yeah i'm always delighted in a film when i've enjoyed a film mm. that i've uh, been in yeah the, the importance of all this extraneous stuff is is uh, I'm, I'm sort of learning about as 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 we go because you know when you learn how to direct a, a movie you learn how to direct a movie and then mm. when it's put together and You've picture locked and color corrected. It's done, but that's not the truth of it. You know, when when you're sort of sem, semi producing it as well, you've mm. got to be aware of all these things because really they do. matter. Yeah. You know, yeah, hugely. And yeah. what you'll bring to your next project now is massive. It's a huge uh, vast vat of information you have mm. that you can bring onto your next project. Do you know what that is? Do you know what you're looking at doing? There's a few things. I think. You need to be. You need to have a few hands in the fire at any given stage because you don't. Re, you know, you don't know which script is going to fall on the right person's desk on the right day. And yeah. as a director and a writer, you've got to be equally as committed to all of those projects, so that if it is liked by somebody in an influential position, you, you're able to then go with it and, and develop it and, mm-hmm. and be able to talk about it and 
and uh, and convince others to get involved as well. So I've got about I've, I've got a a couple of things, a couple of science fiction things in the US that I'd I'd really love to do. Are you going to keep going down the science fiction route then? If if I yeah, it makes sense to. Right? I'd love to, but I'd. Uh, I'd need a bigger budget next time. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't put myself through what I've gone through on this one. Absolutely. Um, in terms of doing a sci-fi, I think it's quite interesting for our audience because there are some of them out there will be going, how do I make my first film? What, what genre shall I do? Sci-fi is a, is a good genre. If you can get away with the CGI, if you can get away with building it in a small room, it's great. Drama is obviously in horror drama is not the best one to do because you can't sell it but it's an easier one to do in terms of mm. you can have two people chatting in a room yeah. and if the script's good enough it'll do well yeah. or it, you might be able to sell it so with sci-fi then um perhaps you could give us a little or give give our listeners a little heads up about the best way potentially to make a, a low budget sci-fi i think it's i think it's tough I think you need your story first and then you need to decide how you're going to apply it to a genre rather than working backwards because I tried to work backwards the other the other way mm. with a, w- trying to think of a horror. Didn't get anything that was pleasing. Tried to think of a um, sci-fi. Didn't get anywhere until this story was there mm-hmm. and then it became a sci-fi. I think if you start that way, you have something that's got a little bit more heft to it mm-hmm. so that then the genre becomes window dressing okay it's not that the, the genre isn't the story yeah that makes sense which i think a lot of these you know a, a lot of these things that are churned out in, a, in in kind of a factory way do have that throwaway element because they are just the next hooligan film or the next um gangster film or the next horror film yeah. you know and and i didn't want to do that i didn't want to be I didn't want to be a part of what that was. Mm. I, I kind but of that's, I mean, from an actor's point of view, that was what was gripping about the, the thing. It didn't come across as a kind of any old, it looked like a proper story. And, yeah. you know, the yeah. subject you wrote about, which I was, you know, talking about and about the, how, about music and stuff is, 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 is incredibly deep and human and, yeah. Yeah. And so, so I think it's about that, isn't it? It's if you want to engage your cast or your crew, Write something. But I think that will also engage right? an audience too, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. It Definitely. Will. If you can put that onto screen, yeah, it, it will. But you've got to you've got to convince these actors first. You know, mm-hmm. they're, they're the first people who you've got to convince because they give the, they give the, going back to what I was saying earlier. They give the pro they, they give the whole project the momentum. Yeah. yeah. And I, I I was always having the uh, discussion with Neil, my co writer, and and um, the producers you know, when we had this money and they were like, just write us, just write a horror, just write a sci-fi. And I was like, I c- you can't do it like that because mm. it's, if it's flimsy, yeah. the first Forced. first person to see through that's going to be a good actor. Yeah. Because you look at it and go, just go right, I've got, uh, I've got too many questions about this. It doesn't yeah. hang together. Yeah. I've seen this before as well. Yeah. Well, I'm, 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 what, why is it interesting yeah. to me? Why would I do this? Mm. Why, why would I take the gamble on this? <laughs> Yeah. When there's nothing really of substance in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I needed to, to have that substance to to build the genre on top of. Otherwise, it wouldn't have worked. That's such an interesting point. And it reminds me of something that we tweeted out yesterday that we were doing this. Yes. And one of our listeners tweeted in asking you that very question. That was, what is it about a script that makes you say yes to it? What do you look for in a script to say yes? 
I think what Daniel's just said is, is good. It's, it's, if, you, if you have too many questions, you go, why am I doing this? Then you kind of, if they're going to throw a shed load of money at you and you haven't got any money left in your bank account, you might go, oh, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> but most of the time you're going to go, oh, I just can't be, oh, there's just nothing there. There is nothing there. And they're always going to have, they, they always, and, the, and every time you ask the question, directors and producers always avoid because it's a genre piece. We can't think of anything else. Um, <laughs> because it just is. <laughs> yeah. It just is. Um, um, but, but no, it needs you know, and every actor's different, but I, I, I do something which kind of just engages me. Yeah, that's so just true. Just engages. I mean, you know, all. I mean, you know, the great thing about cinema is that you kind of go to a cinema and you sit with lots of people and you all kind of experience the same story together. I mean, it's not always the truth anymore because people sit in their homes more, but it'd be a shame if cinema stopped. But one of the great beauties of cinema is that it brings binds people together mm. in a shared experience. Mm. Um, but that experience will only do that if that experience is true. Yeah. And I think it just needs a bit of... A, a bit of just a little bit of, of yeah, yeah. Just, to, just need to kind of go, oh, like, I, 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 yeah, honestly, I'm just very simple. I just, if I get a feeling of, oh, I'd like to do that, then, um, then, then yeah, you're in. And it's as, as, and, and it's as simple as that. Mm. I mean, there are lots of different ways that it engages you, but yeah. if you have the, the feeling of, is always the same of, oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't regret that. That's, so speaking of which, we did ask, uh, our, Filmmakers podcast listeners to to ask you some questions, so so we thought we would, and I I, I can't remember who that was one of them, and, I, was and, I, and I, we don't know the name and of it, and we thank you find out, for asking so. the question, and we're going to find out before we leave what the, uh, who you will, are. So we will thank you. definitely. Um, Event Horizon asks, and that's at Event Horizon on Twitter. Is there a particular type of character you've yet to play that you'd like to play? I'd like to play a warrior. Really? Yeah. I could see you being a brilliant No, warrior. I can't really I see can. it. I you could paint your face. Yeah, I like could paint face. I'd have to do an awful lot of uh, makeup. What in. historical period? Any. Okay. I just want to stand in a skirt with a sword on a hill. <laughs> in a skirt? <laughs> does it, does there need to be a film? For that? <laughs> yeah, no, you could just smoke people that need to be smoked. Don't you do that regularly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it'd be nice to do that. Uh, here, Jim, you got one. So what has been your favourite role to play throughout your acting career? And that that question comes from, what a great name. Forgive me if I don't get this right. Elijah Franceschini Elijah has asked you that question. Nice and, question. And that is at uh, Eliza Franceschini on I don't, I mean, you know, I, I, I mean, on, on stage, on stage, it's probably been uh, either in Hurley Burley, a David Ray play, or in a Philip Ridley play called Pitchfork Disney, which yes. I love doing. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, that was stuff, you, really meaty, lovely stuff you could get into. On film, you know, it's the process as much as anything as the actual character often. I really like doing, I really like working with Merchant Ivory. James Ivory is a guy who kind of trusts the actor to know his character mm -hmm. and, uh, and then ask you about the character and ask, what he can do to make it work um mm -hmm. so probably that yeah those okay that's good for, off the top of my head but i mean i've enjoyed many more of course um and uh, the question before was from elzabe uh, at elzabe07 on twitter if you'd like to follow her do another one here this is from g which is gg matto on twitter what is the most memorable and hardest scene to do during shooting oh the first one probably the first big scene Mm. of of a movie or a tv show is hard because you have to make so many decisions then and there and yeah. then you've got to stick with them yeah 
Um, and so that's that's the most nerve wracking. But I mean, you know, obviously you have very uncomfortable ones. Like I've, I've been at the top of the Alps in a t-shirt in February yes. with no shelter, and you're freezing, and yeah. and those things are horrible. But I mean, in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> well, I think it's normally the first. The first. I mean, you always. I often want to do the first three days again, almost of everything I've done, because really? it takes you a couple of days to kind of go, ah, oh, yeah, ah, oh, damn. If I knew. Mm. And is that that's I suppose the difference between film and t- uh, film and theatre right there? Yeah, yeah. Because you don't get that theater, you'd have found the moment yeah. three days to get in. Yeah, film and TV. Yeah, yeah. You can, you can, you can, exactly, you can evolve. Mm. I mean, you don't have a, another interesting thing is, you know, writers have a, have a, have a waste paper basket or, or the, or the, or the um, online equivalent. (laughs) But, but a a, a film, actually, an actor doesn't. You kind of, you, that's it, you're stuck. Do you think mm. even if you have ample Re- rehearsal? No, rehearsal is your waste paper basket. Yeah. yeah. But without rehearsal, yeah, yeah. Which, which often happens. Which is great that you'd say you get a day. I, I luckily got a day for most of my cast. It's, on it's the day. invaluable. But it's even that really is really is. enough. I mean, because, you know, you know, you know like, uh, but you know, when you write a script or when you're editing a scene, it evolves. Mm. Your mm. understanding of it evolves. Mm-hmm. And it's true of an actor, too. And you have to kind of get into the skin of it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it evolves when you're playing it. And then when, when you've matured into, the part it's not necessarily you don't necessarily want to play the cha- choices you've made on the first day yeah i agree um this uh, is a great one and this is and, and what's also great is the twitter account that this comes from is is rupert graves fans and that's at graves diggers yeah <laughs> <I love> them. <laughs> that's awesome they have got a great question which i'll ask both of you actually do you remember the first piece or one of the first pieces of music that you felt really connected with in life in life you go first. Bowie, Abba, the Wombles. The Wombles. The Wombles. <laughs> <laughs> remember you? I remember really being deeply struck by Remember You're a Womble. And it was it? Uh, yeah, I think it was Remember You're a Womble. I think. I think the first piece of music was was was, was sitting on Mike Thurger's f- front room in Western Supermare, listening to. Um, probably Ziggy Stardust and looking at the words going, Oh my God, I didn't realize people could write stuff like that in a pop song mm. and looking at his words and just, and my mind blowing in a kind of cane like way. Um, how old were you then? 10, 11, 12, mm. somewhere in there. Yeah. Mm. What are you, Daniel? I bought my f- first seven inch, uh, vinyl, I, the single I bought was, uh, the KLF 3am oh. Eternal. Yeah. 3 right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I, it's a. I, I think I love it more today. I think I, I, I kind of loved it then because it was mad. Well, KLF were like a bit of a, a fun. They, it was sort of a hidden fun group, yeah. weren't they? They were sort well, of well, like piss. an art project, really. Yeah. It was Bill Drums, yeah. wasn't it? Moo Moo Land yeah. and yeah. stuff. Wow, yeah. burning money. Yeah, yeah. burning a million dollars, yeah. wasn't it, or something? Yeah. But yeah. so I bought that. But then I, I don't think I appreciated it for what it was. I think I was probably too young. The first CD I bought was uh, R.E.M.'s album, Automatic for the People, mm-hmm. and that was the one that uh, kind of blew me away and I was like, oh, yeah. so this is what this can be on a on an emotional level. A couple more questions, and this is from Jennifer Govenden. One of the first films I did, she was production manager on, so thank you, Jenny. But anyway, her question is about Room with a View. Do you ever think there'd be a sequel? No. That's fine. That's the answer. Um, no, but hang on. Whoa, whoa. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to have dinner tonight with um, Jim and Helena because he's yeah. thinking about doing a movie with 
me and Helena and uh, Julian Sands because he wants to have a little oh, bit of a. So it won't be um, it won't full. be an absolute, but it will be uh, the three of you back yeah, together yeah, yeah, with Jim uh, Jim at the helm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Oh, good. That's amazing. I, mean, I, I don't know if I've been offered it yet. So I've got oh, right, yeah. after dinner tonight. <laughs> tonight. I'm hoping I'm sitting with my legs crossed, and my fingers crossed. But um, <laughs> yeah, crossed. it's being it's being mooted by him. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Right. Good. Good. Well, uh, just before you ask that last question, yeah. same question about a sequel with Native. Mm, good one. Why not? Yeah. yeah. If someone was to give me the money to do all the stuff that I couldn't do this time around, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we accept checks, yeah. postal orders too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you'd call it natives, yeah. I suppose, would you? Yeah. Aliens. I'll call. Yeah, I'll call whatever they want me to do. Yeah, yeah. 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 Whatever they want. Yeah. yeah. McDonald's the movie. Yeah. <laughs> if Netflix want to do a. You know, ten parter. Yeah. Then why not? Why they can, not? They can call it whatever they like. I like that. That's good. There we go. Uh, final question then from Stu Laurie. You've got film on. Um, it's his Twitter handle. Holy cow! I love him. Was his first response. It's um, not a question. That's not a question. That's a statement. Um, what is it about a script that draws, draws you to the project? I know you've sort of asked that question, yeah. so I'm asking it again and saying that Stu Laurie asked that. Uh, uh, if, if the title rhymes, no. <laughs> but his, his main question is, um, what makes you say yes? What's your actual one for actually going? Do you know what? Even though you might like a project, you might say no to it. But it is, why I mean, say yes? I have actually answered this really, and I can't think of a better answer. And it, it, it's so dumb the answer and so simple, but. It, it's really, if, if something just pulls you, it's, it's, I don't know, it's indefinable. It's something kind of pulls you into it, mm. into the script, and you kind of just, and you get lost in there for a bit. Yes. And, um, I mean, you know, the interesting thing about being an actor is that you get to have a kind of um, play in all different parts of your own. I mean, I believe that due to, I mean, uh, you know, potentially we are, we, I could be a thousand people. If I was born in Zaire in, nine, in, in 1860, I wouldn't be the same person I am today. Well, you'd be dead for us. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I would be dead. And if, but, but you know what I mean? If, I know. If, what you mean. Where you're brought up I and mean, who your parents were and all that stuff is, yeah, is yeah. We, are, we are potentially, we narrow ourselves to being a, a personality and we kind of stick with it. Mm. But actually, we have the potential for, 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 to play around so much more. One of the great joys of acting is that you get to have a little go at that. Yes. And as you do as a writer and you do as a, as a director mm. too, you can explore parts of mm. your personality. You can do things which you disgust you, offend you. You can be greater than you actually are. Mm. You can be much worse than you actually are. It's really interesting. So if any, any of, I mean, so any character that kind of, uh, I don't know, a lot, uh, makes me feel I could do, I could have a little play around in my potential <laughs> other personalities. Is, is what kind of probably attracts me to it and grabs me. Lovely answer. Lovely answer. This has been fantastic, boys. Um, Native is out now. Do check it out and do watch it. Is there a specific link that people need to go to? If they go to the website, which is nativemovie.co.uk, okay. everything's on there, all the screen and information, uh, all the video on demand info. Mm -hmm. For people in other territories, we've, we've been asked a lot about whether it's going to be coming out in, in the US and, and Australia and different places, Europe. It will, um, but if they subscribe to our newsletter, we'll keep them informed of that as and when beautiful things happen. Beautiful. I'll put that in the show notes as well, so do go click that link. Where can people follow you at social media-wise? Me? Yeah. I'm not on it. I'm on Instagram, but that's like a sort of scrapbook for myself. Well, that's nice. People like to see that. Yeah. My name's Daniel J. Fitzsimmons on there. Yeah. But that's it. I've seen a lot of your Liverpool posts on there, which is always nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Liking those. Yeah. Um, and Rupert, yourself, where can people follow you? Um, I'm on Twitter. Yeah. But I don't know what my Twitter handle is. I've got no idea. I think, is it not underscore 
Rupert Grace. Maybe it's got a picture of a monkey on it. I know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so look for that because there is a lot of Rupert Graves out there. A lot of people I, yeah. pretending to be yeah. you. You've um, got a blue tick, haven't you? You saw you. I have now. Yeah. 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 Which is good. Uh, and uh, but there's a lot of lovely fans. You have a lot of lovely yeah, fans. Yeah, yes, so that's nice. Yeah, it's great, uh, yeah. yeah. And thank you all for sending in your questions. We really appreciate that. Mm. And thank you very much for listening to this episode. You can follow us at Filmmakers Pod um, or our website, filmmakerspodcast.com. Subscribe to us on Twitter. We are on ACAST. We are on Podbean. We are on Britpod Scene. All the Eans. Um, and you can follow me at Giles Alderson. Dan, where can we follow you? You can follow me at Dan710THS. Brilliant. Love that. Um, remember, being prepared is everything. You can make your indie film, but know who your audience is and get out there and do it. And remember, if you're lucky enough to do well and rise up, it's your duty to send the elevator back down. Next show is out next Tuesday, as always, and we will see you then. Why not? Thank you very much, Rupert. Thank you. Thanks, boys. Thank, Thank you, you, Daniel. Thanks, Giles. Thanks, Dan. Our pleasure. Cheers, guys. All the best. Native is out. Go watch it. Bye. 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 <laughs> nice one. <laughs>